0: God bless you, everybody. Thank you for tuning into today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmar Navarro, and I am your host. Are you fruitful? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Part two. That is today's topic. So, in the last part of the Marksman Prophet, we spoke about a couple of the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, peace. Um, we spoke about God's kindness. Uh, long-suffering, and we got a couple of more to go, and I'm going to share with you. And we can't forget the bullseye scripture from the last part, which is Galatians 5:22 and 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. So I'm going to start right there. If we walk in the spirit of God, we won't gratify the things of the flesh. We won't walk in the ways of the flesh or the thoughts of the flesh because the Bible says that the carnal mind is death, but the spiritual mind is life and peace. So what I want to say to you today is that God wants me to tell you that you walk in the spirit of God and you will walk in one of the fruit of the spirit that we're going to cover in a little bit, self-control. We're going to cover that at the end of this uh, part two of, are you fruitful? And what is the fruit of the spirit? So I want to just go back to one of the fruit of the spirit, which is goodness. We're going to talk about goodness again because I don't know God really has me go back to this for a reason I really believe and I said it in the last podcast that many of you are going to see God's goodness you're going to see God's mercy God's goodness like never before in this time in this season so the good the word goodness in the strong G concordance G19 is Agostani which is the uprightness of heart life and goodness and kindness and I have two scriptures here The first one is 2 Thessalonians 1, 10, and 12. When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and be admired among all those who believe, because our testimony among you was believed, therefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. We see here, and fulfill all the good pleasure. God wants to fulfill all his good pleasure of his goodness towards you. There's some things that God wants to do for you in this year in 2022 that's going to blow your mind, that's going to surprise you. God has some surprises for you. God has some things that you've been praying for. You're going to see some answers that you've been waiting for for a long time. You're going to see how God shows you his goodness. You're going to see some some financial provision, some uh, materialistic things, but even in the fruit of the Spirit, but also, spiritually speaking, in the gifts. There's some gifts that you're going to be operating in that you never operated in before. You're going to step into some new things, some new promotion that God's going to promote you and bring you before people of of influence, and you're going to speak with wisdom and counsel, So I want to just share that real quick. Another scripture is Ephesians 5, 8, and 9. Walk in light. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So we see here that it's important that we walk in the light. The Bible says God is light. There is no darkness in him. Right. We let a light shine before men so they may see the good works and glorify the Father who's in heaven. The Bible says in, in John chapter one that that the light is not understood by those like God is light that it's not understood by those who walk in darkness. So if you're walking in the light, there's people are not going to understand it. They're not going to comprehend you. So I want to encourage you continue to walk in the light. The Bible says you walk in the light you will not stumble so walking in the light is walking in the ways of God, walking with the word of God because his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path in the book of Psalms 119. So I want to encourage you to walk in the light because even as uh, yesterday I was mentoring um, a young man and the Lord was had me teach him about how prophecy brings uh, is a light. And in the book of Second uh, uh, Peter chapter 1, it talks about how prophecy is a light that is when the day dawns, so it's a light in the darkness. Prophecy brings light, and so when you walk in the word of God, because it's the most assured prophecy. One of the most assured prophecy is the word of God, and that's also the preceding word of God that comes through the the prophetic voices. But then we have the Bible, right? And we have the preceding word of God that comes through the prophetic voices through the Holy Spirit. It brings a light. Prophecy brings direction, brings a light, brings instruction in order for us to know what path to walk in. Let's go into the next fruit of the Spirit, which is faith. Strongest G Concordance, G4102 is pistis. This is the conviction of the truth of anything. Belief in the New Testament of a conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, generally with the included idea of trust in holy. Fervor, born of faith, joined with relating to God, God, G-O-D, the greatest almighty God, omnipotent, omnipresent, the omniscient God, Jesus Christ himself, the conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ, relating to Christ, a strong and welcome conviction or belief that Jesus is the Messiah, through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. The religious beliefs of Christians, belief with the predominant idea of trust, whether in God or in Christ, springing from faith in the same fidelity, faithfulness, the character of one who can be relied on. So the fruit of the spirit here is faith, or in some versions say, Faithfulness, faith. I can tell you many testimonies about faith, but I'm going to read the scripture and then I share some testimonies about faith. Hebrews 11, one through six says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the word's the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith. Faithfulness. Is so important. I'm going to continue reading scripture in a moment. Faith in this walk with the Lord and in this prophetic walk of destiny, you must have faith. We see it here in verse 6. But without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to him, to God, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder those who diligently seek him. So you gotta continually di- diligently seek him. You gotta be renewed and the transformed by the renewing of the word of God. As you hear the word of God, you're gonna be renewed in your mind and in your spirit, but you gotta hear the word of God. Hebrews chapter 12, it says, be transformed you not do not be conformed to the ways and the patterns of the world but be transformed by the renewing of the word of god do not be conformed to the ways or the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing in your spirit by the word of god the word of god will renew your mind as you read the bible is going to transform your mind it's going to to renew your thoughts many of you are having battles in your mind i'm going to speak to you today second corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 through 6 says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're money through God to the pulling down the strongholds, to pulling down every imagination, every argument, every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ being held captive to the obedience of Christ. There's thoughts in your mind that can be renewed through the word of God. That's why it's important that you read the word of God daily because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Many of you are believing God for certain things, but your faith is not completely there. The enemy is asked to sift you, but Jesus has prayed that your faith will not fail you. Listen to that scripture right there. Faith is what pleases God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing testimonies but the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. When you hear a testimony of what God has done for an individual, you are go- your faith is going to be built up. When you read the Bible and you see that Jesus raised the dead, that Jesus opened the blind eyes, that Jesus opened the deaf ears, uh, and, he, and he casted out a deaf and dumb spirit. Huh? Come on. When you see that Jesus healed a person who had um, leprosy, when you see that Jesus he uh, restored a man's hand that was withered, and when the person who was on his mat, and he rose up, when you see these miracles that Jesus did when he multiplied the fishes and the bread come on who am I speaking to today when you hear these testimonies it stirs up your faith to believe God for a miracle because he's the same yesterday today and forevermore God is a God of miracles I don't know who I'm speaking to today but I want to touch and agree with you as even as you hear this whatever you believe in God for I'm touching and agreeing with you for the miracle concerning your life according to his will let it be done so to you because the faith that I have I pray that it will be important to you to believe uh, for that miracle for whatever you're asking for you will believe you'll receive if you believe mark 11 24 says believe uh, you have received that which you have asked in prayer and if you have faith like a mustard seed you speak to that mountain be cast into the sea and you'll be cast into the sea who am i speaking to oh i feel the spirit of god who am i speaking to today now faith is the substance see faith is a substance there's a movie called faith like potato something faith is something you know it carries a substance there's a weight to it there's it, it, it stirs you up i can talk about faith because i i love faith i'm a man of faith i've been living by faith for such a long time and i'll share as the lord leads me to share whatever he has me to share in this podcast but faith is something that 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 that, that i get stirred up about because it moves me faith moves you when you're really operating by faith and you are really moving by faith it moves you faith without works is dead you Faith, show me your works. You have works, show me your faith. Faith without works is dead. You need to have faith and the works, you need to have an action behind it because you will see a miracle. The Bible says that was the compassion of Jesus that moved them to pray for the sick. He had the faith, but the compassion moved them. The Bible says that faith is activated by what love. So you have to walk in a place of love, and the only way you can walk by love is by knowing God and spending time with God because God is love. Who am I speaking to today? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you have faith to believe God for something, and you're hoping for it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 that Abraham had hope on top of hope. He gathered hope where there was no hope. He believed God. He had faith, for, faith in God, but the waiting, and there's many of you that are waiting for God for certain things, and I wanted to, want to, want to tell you today, waiting on the Lord, you will not be Disappointed. When you wait on the Lord with patience, he's going to act. He's going to show himself out. He's going to do that which he said he's going to do. You delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. But when you wait on the Lord, you will mount up on wings of eagles. You shall run, you should not be weary. You shall walk and shine faith. He will strengthen you. And the evidence of things not seen. Faith is a conviction, as I read earlier. So what is your Conviction. Faith is something that can't be moved. It's something resolute that you believe. No matter what anybody tells you, you stand on. What are you believing God for in this time and this season? Ooh, I get stirred up about speaking about faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith and not sight. See, faith is not what you see. Faith is not what you see. Romans chapter 8 talks about if you're hoping for what you see, it's not hope at all. But when you hope what does not seem, that is true hope. See, but hope is connected to faith because faith faith activates it to see that which you're hoping for to be manifested. By the word of God, by faith in God to do it, not of your own, right? You partner, God, your faith is partnered with heaven because you're touching and agreeing with God. Where two or three touch and agree in anything, it will be established. You're touching and agreeing with God, and or with a person here on earth, and you're believing God to do something for you, but it's always going to be according to his will, and according to, I want to share something with you, but I also believe that God releases certain things according to maturity, He's not gonna give you something that's going to damage you. The Bible says, an inheritance received early will not be blessed at the end listen to that maturity is part of it when you receive something so we walk by faith and not by sight we walk by faith and we see that in hebrews chapter uh uh 11 that abraham the bible says i don't have the scripture in front of me but i know it." remember abraham went to a place by faith he did not know where he was going but he trusted the one who spoke to him which was god and told him to go to a certain territory certain land and it was counted him as righteous in the book of James because he believed God. Who am I speaking to today that the Lord has been telling you to walk by faith and not by sight? That trust him in this time and this season to step into certain new things. To step in what he's opening. He's opening doors for you. But you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Not by what you're seeing in the natural. And another thing. Do not be afraid about what you're seeing in the natural, what's going on in the earth. You're a person of faith. You're a man and a woman of faith. Who am I speaking to? Your faith, your faith can impact your family, your faith in God and your trust in God and your dependence on God. Hebrews 12 and 2, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, the author, and he's the finisher of our faith. Not just yours, but our, many people's faith. Faith. Jesus had, come on. Jesus had joy to go to the cross. He endured the cross. What things do you have to endure in this season? And you're enduring it because your faith is in God, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. You're enduring it so you can see the miracles of God. Hebrews 13 and 7 says, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow. See, your faith can lead other people to believe God for a miracle, to believe God for what they, they, they've they been crying out to God for, who follow their faith, considering the outcome of their conduct. It says, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. 1 Peter 1 and 21, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Who's your faith and hope in? Is it in man? Is it in materialistic things? Is it in your own self? Are you in control of your life? Your hope and your faith is in God. Colossians two and eleven and fifteen. In him you were also crucified with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it is by your faith That this scripture, you can hold on to this promise of God. When the enemy comes to accuse you of your past and even of some things you might have done in your present, but you repented and shame tries to come. You remind him of the scripture in Colossians 2 and 11 and 15. That all the written requirements of your life that was coming against you, that was coming against you, was nailed to the cross of Calvary. And Jesus Christ disarmed principalities and powers and he made a public spectacle of them. He mocked them. He, he laughed at them on the cross. Isn't it very interesting that when Jesus he died on the cross and he resurrected, but when he was on the cross, they mocked him? Remember on the ground, there were the, the, the soldiers were mocking him? Well, Jesus was mocking Satan on the cross. He made a public spectacle of him. See, some, sometimes we feel like we're going through a defeat and we're going through a struggle. And we're like, man, when am I going to come out of this? But God is using that to disarm your enemy, to empower you. The Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 14, that when the Egyptians came against the Israelites, the Bible says that the Israelites rose up with boldness in Exodus 14 verse 8. They rose up with boldness and many times we go through attacks and and, and we're like, Lord, I don't have no doors open. Why am I being attacked? And and these attacks are allowed to test your faith. Mm, Who am I speaking to today? Job, have you considered my servant Job? Who am I speaking to today? Your faith is being tested, tried seven times through the fire to come out as gold. Philippians 1 26 and 29, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by coming to you again. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel that whether I come to you see, to see you or I'm absent, I may hear of your affairs and that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. See, together one mind, the unity is important. Verse 28, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and, and that from God. So, So let me read that again. It says here, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I am I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of your affairs. That you stand fast in one spirit, being of one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. That's why it's important to to be around other believers, people who who have faith. Maybe you're going through something, but you need their faith to carry. You need their faith, their prayers, their intercession to lift you up. The Bible says two are better than one. There's a reward. But the Bible says if one falls down, the other one picks the other one up. But woe to the one who's by themselves, the person who, who don't have anybody there. But it says here, it says that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. Salvation. Remember, all these fruit of the Spirit, they lead to repentance. Salvation has to do with repentance. For to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. The Bible says that we are not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of salvation unto those who are being saved. First unto the Jews then unto the Gentile, and unto All we are not is the power of salvation, faith. Our faith in God saves people, delivers people, and it brings people to a place of repentance. First John five and four says, "For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world: our faith." I'm going to read that again. I want to stir you up. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world: our faith faith is something i can talk about um even even recently like i I've, I've been seeing god um, use me in healing i was in a facebook live recently and i was ministering and the lord started giving me words of knowledge and there was people who had ear pain, pains, and the Lord started healing people's ear pains, and people, God was healing, there was a person who had a, a problem in the leg, God healed them in the leg, and God healed people, and they had eye problems, believe God for a miracle, even as you're hearing this, just the faith, this, I, I release the healing power of God, even as you hear this. Whatever you need healing for, healing in your eyes, in your mind, in your spirit, there'll be a, a restoration in your mind, in your thoughts, and whatever you're battling in your mind, there'll be a restoration as you hear this word of God, even healing of hearing the word of God, hearing the voice of God, and some of you feel that you have been, uh, you feel distant from God, you feel like you can't hear a God, but I pray that your ears be open. Now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the Lord will heal you in any pains in your bones, in your ligaments, in your tendons. I pray for the healing power of God to be released. Even as you hear this, even now, there's going to be a fire, God, that's going to hit you. And and there's going to be people here who who have never heard from the Lord. And they're going to hear this, and they're going to be hit by the presence of God and the the glory of God. And and I've been seeing God do great things. And I tell you, faith is something that stirs me up. I can talk about faith because I have had to live by faith. I have had to live live by faith and one day I'm going to write a book about all the stuff that I that I've gone through in in my walk especially when I left New Jersey and I came to Florida that was a, st- a step of faith and trusting God many times that uh, you know when it came to provision and food and living by faith and trusting him and believing him to provide and and it's been it's been it's been different levels of faith God told me this years ago you're not just going to be a man of faith you're going to be a man who lives by faith and you're going to be a man of faith not just a man of faith but a man who lives by faith and you will be known by your faith Omar the Lord told me that years ago you are going to be known by your faith and people are going to testify about a man of faith that when they if there was to be a there if there was ever to talk about a man of faith you will be it will be spoken about you that you are a man of faith and I give God all the glory and honor. It's not about me. I don't want to, I'm not trying to boast about myself. It's something that God spoke to me personally. And I want to share with you all. Faith is something that I love. Faith saved me. The faith in the Christ. Ooh, I got stirred up right now. My faith is in a true and living God. The Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. His name is Jesus Christ. The Messiah, in Hebrew, Yeshua HaMashiach, messiah, the, the Messiah. He is the one who was betrayed by his friends. They spit at him. They cursed at him. He had 39 lashes on his back. He was crucified on the cross. Uh, he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do, and he died and he resurrected. He took the keys of Hades and death in the grave. He destroyed sin. Uh, come on. He destroyed the enemy. He defeated the enemy. Come on, people of God. He redeemed us of the penalty of sin. He It was the final atonement. Who am I speaking to today? My faith is in a God who is alive. My God is alive. My God is not dead and he's surely alive. My God is a living God. See, the dead cannot praise him, but I'm not dead. See, I am alive in Christ because I died. And the Bible says in Galatians 2 and 20, with Christ you are crucified. It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you, the life that you live in faith. Life that you live in the flesh, that you live in faith in the Son of God who loved you and died for you. So you no longer live in the flesh, but you live in faith. My faith is in a living God. He is living. Jesus is a living God. Jesus is a living God. I'm going to say that again. He is the living word. He is the rivers of living water. He is life. He is the resurrection and the life. I'm speaking to somebody tonight, today, in the afternoon, in the morning, wherever you are hearing this, wherever you are at, he is uh, the resurrection and the life. He is life. The enemy may come to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus Christ came to give us life and life more abundantly. Let's talk about meekness. The Strong's can is G4236. Praotis, which is gentleness, mind, mildness, and meekness. James 1.19 and 22 says, Qualities needed in trials, so then my brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive With meekness, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not only hearers, deceiving yourself. So it's important. Here we see meekness is connected to the fruit of repentance, right? It says, receive with meekness, the implanted or the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls, the word of God. When somebody's preaching to you, when, when, the, when somebody is preaching to you that is not empty words, it's people who live the gospel, who've gone through trials, who've, who've been attacked, and they've gone through some suffering, and there's an anointing, there's a weightiness to their words, it brings conviction through the Holy Spirit, but also through the word of God, people are saved. says, but not only be, don't not only be hearers of the word, but also be doers, so you don't deceive yourself. It's important that you apply the word of God. There's nothing more important than applying the word of God. You have to apply it. The just shall live by faith. The word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass, but his word shall not pass. Who am I speaking to today? 1 Peter 3, 14 and 17. But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. Do not be afraid of the threats nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience and that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better, if it is the will of God, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Listen to that. It is better to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. This is connected with the with the, the fruit of the spirit of long suffering, right? Which was in the last uh, part, in part one of the of this uh, podcast. We see this, it says with meekness and fear. You give your reason why, your hope in Christ. Meekness, the Bible talks about that Moses was the most meekest man on earth, but the Bible says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And Jesus was greater than Moses. So Jesus' meekness and humility was greater than that of Moses. Galatians 6, 1 and 5. Bear and share burdens. Brethren, if a a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of gentleness. Consider yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burden, so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. This one says, spirit of gentleness or meekness. You, it's important that people who are going through a struggle and you who are strong... You have to restore them in a place of humility, not in a place of listen to them. Who am I speaking to today? Stop pointing the finger at people. Raise them up. Grab their hand and lift them back up into the place they're supposed to be in Christ. The righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. Meekness. When you walk in meekness, you recognize that you're not better than anybody. The Bible says you have to esteem others above yourself or honor people above yourself. So that keeps you in a place of humility and meekness. 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 26. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, that they may know the truth, that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. I'm going to read that scripture again. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. Able to teach, patient. You want to be a servant of the Lord? You got to be gentle. You got to walk in love. You got to be able to teach. You got to be patient. In humility or meekness, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth. Why? Because you know the truth, you should be set free, whom the sense is free is free indeed, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. The Bible's saying there, like you know if the people don't accept correction, they end up in the flesh, and the enemy operates through the flesh, the enemy looks for the flesh in order to operate and for people to do his will. I preached a message on Facebook called, "God is after your heart, but so is the enemy." So, the message is called, I am after your heart, but I explained in the message that God is after your heart, but so is the enemy. How important it is to guard your heart and how the enemy should not have your heart. Who am I speaking to today? Your heart, guard it with all diligence because from it all the issues of life flow. Here we are. We are coming to the end of the road. The last fruit of the Spirit is known as temperance. In some Bibles, self-control in other Bibles, and also a sound mind. Strongest concordance is G1466, ekratia, self-control. The virtue of one who masters his desires and passions, especially his sensual appetites. Acts chapter 24, verse 23 and 25. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for or visit him. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drushda, who was Jewish, he sent forth Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, righteousness, self-control and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now when I come, when I have Convenient time, I will call for you. There was a conviction that happened. Self-control. He was reasoning about self-control. And even we see here that it says that he told told not to forbid any of his friends to provide for a visit for him. So we see here that's his self-control. Self-control is when you know, like the Bible says, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Don't let things have control or master you. So self-control is when I can curse somebody out, right? Or I'm mad and I want to insult somebody, but yet I choose to bless them. I choose not to engage in that. In the book of Proverbs, it talks about that it's wise to avoid a fight. There's people who... Who get themselves in trouble with their mouth and they, they receive a beating, right? But there are those because of wisdom, they escape a fight because they don't choose not to entangle themselves in it. They don't the Bible says that a, a soldier of Christ does not entangle himself in civilian affairs. That's just wisdom. Second Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. God's given us the spirit of power, dunamis power, love, which is the greatest weapon against the enemy. Love is overcomes evil. Love uh, drives out fear. Love covers a multitude of faults, but also self-control. And why? Because if you're moving in power, you also have to know how to control that power through the spirit of God. And through the spirit of God, there is self-control. Um, I remember in the beginning of my walk with the Lord, I used to, um, whatchamacallit, I used to shake a lot, I used to tremble a lot, but then I found out that I can have self control of my body. It was a mental thing that the Lord and his grace he he taught me that because I used to shake a lot. Don't get me wrong, I was very sensitive. I'm still very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But but I understand that I can control those 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 jerk movements, you know, with my body. And 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 at the time I was just not understanding, but you can have self control of your body. I don't know who needs to hear me today. It's very important that you have self-control. Not just with your tongue, but also with anger, with frustration. Self-control is something that is needed so much today in the, in the body of Christ. Because with self-control, we won't do stuff where we end up looking like a fool. When we, when we walk in a place of self-control, we won't look like uh, a foolish people, like, like clowns, entertainers. When God calls us to preach the gospel, it's something serious. The Bible talks about preaching the gospel with seriousness. But instead of looking like an entertainer and entertaining people, we're not called to entertain people. It's like that picture that I posted on social media about the, the lion. The lion is the, the king of the jungle, right? It's known by its roar. It's, it, it reigns. It's a king. It's royalty. But you put the lion in, in, in the circus, it becomes a clown. It loses its power, its authority, and everything. And many times when you're entertaining people, you look like a clown. And who am I speaking to today? I don't know who, but listen to what I'm saying. You become a clown when you're entertaining people. God has not called us to entertain people. God has called us to preach the gospel, the unadulterated un- un- word of God, the infallible word of God. Who am I, sp- the pure, sure, undeniable word of God. He calls us to preach the gospel. From beginning to the end, from the, the, he is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, who is, who was, and who is to come. From Genesis to Revelation, heaven and hell, salvation and damnation. He wants us to preach the whole gospel, not just a part of it, the whole gospel. And, and, and self-control is something that is needed in the body of Christ because, because of it. Many people are looking like a fool. The enemy is making people look like a fool. Oh my gosh, who am I speaking to today? Self control, a sound mind it is so important because if people are not sound in mind, they are going to start to preach heresies. I felt the Lord. They're going to start to preach fantasies, things, uh, 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 philosophies that are not coming from the Spirit of God. Who am I speaking to today? This is so important. This is so important. Self control is needed, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and self-control. Second Peter 1, 3, and 8 is the next scripture that we are going to read. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. A person who walks in self-control is a person who is not taken over by lust. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. Lust is a strong desire for something that is not yours. But also, verse 5, But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you'll be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This sums it all. With the self-control... We see here, I'm going to read that again. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. And for if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is all about being fruitful. Fruitful, bearing the fruit of repentance. Fruitful, bearing the fruit of the spirit. Fruitful. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Are you a rotten fruit? Or are you a sweet, savory, tasting, juicy fruit? Have you allowed the Lord to prune you? I'm just sitting here and just really thinking about this, it says, by which you have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. There's many of you who have promises of God, and the Lord wants you to walk in self control because where he's taking you, you cannot look like a fool. You have to walk in a greater place of maturity. I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but you know this word is for you. Where the Lord is taking you, you cannot look like a fool. You cannot act like a child. You put away the childish things. You have a child likeness, but you're not childish. You don't use your childlike faith, but you have. You can be childish. Listen to that. You have a childlike faith, but you cannot be childish in this time, in this season. Where God is taking you, you must have self-control. A child does not have self-control. A child goes and touches the stove. You tell the child, don't touch the stove. And they go and touch the stove. Who am I speaking to today? You must, my prayer at the end of this message today is that you would walk in the fullness of the fruit of the Spirit of God, which is... The fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or meekness, and self-control. And I especially pray for self-control. Because a person who does not have self-control is like a city without walls. They can't control their spirit. They can't control their body. I'm speaking to you today. In the Spirit of God and in the walk with the Lord... There is such thing known as self-control with your words. The Bible talks about putting a guard over your mouth. May Med- the meditation of your lips and your mind be pleasing unto you, God. It's not just your mouth, but your thoughts. It's not just your thoughts, but your heart. It's not just your, your heart, but your hands. It's not just your, your hands, but your feet, huh? your whole body. It's not just your, your, your feet, but your eyes. It's not just your eyes, but your ears. Self-control. Gossiping or hearing gossip. That's not self-control. What you're watching, that's not self-control. I I don't know. This is really strong. Self-control. Soundness of mind. Your thoughts. Take over those thoughts. Pull them down. Stop entertaining demonic thoughts stop entertaining lustful thoughts stop, enter- stop entertaining thoughts that are coming from the enemy in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 it says i'm going to go there real quick i'm going to go look for the scripture and i'm going to i'm going to close out with this 2 Corinthians chapter 11 listen to the scripture oh that you will bear with me in a little uh, folly and indeed you do bear with me for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. God is jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste version to Christ. But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceive Eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached Or if you receive a different spirit for you have not received or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Who am I speaking to today? For I consider that I am not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles, even though I am untrained in speech, yet I am not in knowledge. But we have been thoroughly manifested among you in all things. It's very important that you know. Here it says it. The enemy, the serpent came to Eve with craftiness. With thoughts. The battles in your mind. The enemy comes to you with thoughts in your mind. He gives you these thoughts, these images, these words, these phrases. He knows you. He studies you. He's patient. But the Bible says when you're tempted... The Lord provides a way of escape. And it's in the word of God. It's in submitting to God, resisting the devil, and he is going to flee. Don't let the enemy take over your mind. Take over your mind and walk in that authority. Thank you for tuning into today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilma Navarro. I hope this message blesses you today. And I pray that you walk in the fruit of the spirit and you're bearing fruit because you're going to be known buy a fruit bear good fruit and be a good tree in jesus name amen